Donnie Darko is a 2001 science fiction psychological thriller that features Jake Glendenhall, Jenna Malone, Maggie Glendenhall, Drew Barrymore, Catherine Ross, and Patrick Swayze. This film has become a cult classic like none other. People still are entertained by this wonderful film today. Find out why we love this film or not. Welcome to Adult Beverage Podcast, where we will be talking films, new and old. He's looking at you, kid. Think the fly thing. Did we just become best friends? Yep. As well as anything else in the entertainment world, while enjoying an adult beverage in hand. Welcome to the Donnie Darko. I mean, are y'all excited about this film? Yes. I'm, I'm always excited about this film. Yes. I well, am too. I am as well. Well, let's, uh, let's introduce everybody right off the bat so we know who's here. Uh, we've got Laura Truman. Hello. Coming in, coming in from her uh, bedroom, I think that is. Uh, Boudoir. There you go. And we've got Squeaker uh, hiding out over there in his uh, little office in his house. Hey, how you doing? <laughs> Good. It kind of looks like a closet. Is it a closet? I mean, squeakers in like my closet. It's a second bedroom, but there it's you a, you go. Know. There oh, you go. I'm sorry. It's a mu- it's, it's my toy, music room. It's his toy room. <laughs> and we and we've got Patrick Keenan uh, coming to us, just coming off of his big uh, Joe Dance Film Festival uh, showing. Uh, so we got <laughs> showings because he <laughs> had a couple of films in that. Yeah, actually, yeah. that's right. It's wow. pretty cool. Good job. And uh, and my name's Kent Smith, and today we're going all out onto Donnie Darko. I know you guys wanted me to say something else, but that's what we're going to talk about, Donnie Darko. <laughs> tell, tell the listeners, First of this all, is our 18th take. This is at least twentieth <laughs> take to get that right, and he hasn't even had any beer yet. Exactly, yeah, I just exactly. started. So, uh, and speaking of that. Uh, I've got a nice little Barney Flats oatmeal uh, stout going on on here. How about you guys, since we're all on different levels now? In honor of Donnie Darko, I have a uh, 1985 IPA. I know it was 1988, but this is the closest I could get. Uh, And that's by New Belgium, and it's mango IPA, and it's delicious. It is. That is a good beer, by the way. Yeah. Squeaker. with no connection to Donnie Darko, I have a white claw. Ah, there you go. <laughs> and with, uh, because it's hot as fuck in my third story apartment, I'm drinking filtered water. There you go. Nice. Looking fresh, fresh and clean over there. Exactly. Stay hydrated. With that, that colorful good. shirt and, uh, you know, you're giving a little kickback for us uh, with that. He's uh-huh. a parrot head. Yeah. Yeah. This is it's my, awesome. in, in, in honor of Wilford Brimley's passing. This is my Wilford Brimley cocoon look. Awesome. Tell us about oatmeal. Yeah, oatmeal's uh, uh, called out, diabetes. Out, diabetes. <laughs> oatmeal stout's great. This is a great little stout. Quaker, Quaker Oaks. Barney Flats, yeah. <laughs> Anderson Valley Brewing Company coming from you. So oh, that's uh, a good company. I oh, like their pumpkin. Oh, so good, so good. They're but anyway, mm, good. pumpkin. So, as much as we love talking about adult beverages. Uh, we also like talking about adult beverage films, so let's jump right into Donnie Darko. <laughs> so first of all, did you Good like this film? Yes. And tell us the first time you saw the film. Ooh. Get, mm. go, youngins, you go first with your first time, because it's probably like two weeks ago on HBO. Mm-hmm. <laughs> right, I, saw it, I saw it in the movie how theater. Laura, how about Laura? You, you wanna... I saw it in the movie theater. I saw it in the I theater, too. Did you really? 
and she's gone. Yeah, she'll be back. Is she back? There she's she is. Back. Yeah, you is saw it, it in the theater. Is that Laura? I did see it in the theater. Yeah, it was two thousand one. Oh yeah, I keep forgetting it only takes place in eighty eight. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, I saw it in the theater and I was very excited when I saw it. And I was telling Kent just the other day, I was excited because I didn't really know that much about Jake Gyllenhaal. I'd seen him in some indie films, I think. But uh James Duval, who plays Frank, the bunny, was in a bunch of Greg Araki's films, and I was a big Greg Araki film uh buff. How could you tell it was him <laughs> in that costume? His name was in the. Um, <laughs> okay. <laughs> <laughs> He's got an eye for the, that sort of thing. <laughs> and the other poster or something, wherever I read about it. So, uh, uh, Laura. Yeah. So, I mean, is this your all time favorite film? No, my all time favorite film is The Fall, but this is definitely in the top five. And wow. I will say that. Before I saw this movie, the only thing I had ever seen Jake Gyllenhaal in was Bubble Boy. Yes. And I yeah. I thought he was so funny. And I didn't know that he was like a dramatic actor. So I saw this and was just completely blown away by it on lots of different levels. Huh. Wasn't his first movie like October Sky or something? Uh, yeah, the one about the rockets. The yes. rockets, yes. Yeah. yeah. Which I'd never seen. Uh, I still don't think I, I think I saw it maybe after I saw Donnie Darko. I saw him in Bubble Boy, which I loved, and mm-hmm. he was in um, he was in some movie with Jared Leto, and I can't remember the name of it. Uh, little indie mm-hmm. film that was quirky as hell. I really liked that one too. Well, now there I want go. to know what it is so I can see that too. Oh uh, well, I'll look it up while Squeaker tells us how many weeks ago he up. first saw <laughs> Donnie Darko. Was it two, hours ago. Yeah. <laughs> two hours Just ago. Just before we went on the air, Squeaker no, pulled out the it, DVD. Um, I, I'm old enough to have seen it in theaters, but I didn't. I saw it probably 10, 12 years ago um, and have actually not watched it since then. So it's been a long time. I remember when I first saw it, though, like doing tons of research on it and trying to figure it out. Yeah. Um, which, I, mm-hmm. which I did after after this viewing, too, just to see. Did you watch a director's cut? No, but I'm going to get into that a little later. Yeah, yeah I'll get into that with you, too. Um, and the movie I was thinking of, I'm actually wrong. It came out after Donnie Darko. It was called Highway. Huh. Highway. The name of the film is Highway. Jared highway. Leto. Jared Leto. The password Jake is... Jake Gyllenhaal. Highway. highway. With an H. <laughs> what else would it... Highway. I Highway. Because before this, the only thing I'd ever heard of was uh, October Sky, and that was only two years bef- before this film. Mm-hmm. And Bubble Weird Boy actually was the same year as Donnie Darko. So wow. maybe that came out first. Could that be it? Surely. Surely. So, Surely. So my question to you guys uh, that are fans yes. of this film, because I think we're probably on a, a little bit of a split here in this one um, of being and, – and, and I'm going to just say up front my opinion on this is I'm not blown away by the film. Um, I, I was in – but, <laughs> but I was entertained by the film. So, you know um, – but I saw it in the theater, and then you know I've watched it you know since. But what is the thing that makes you makes this the interesting part to you about this film? That's my question. 
I'm really into time travel. Like, <laughs> as far as, like, sci-fi mini genres are concerned, like, that's one mm-hmm. of my favorite things. Mm-hmm. I like space-time travel, all, all that. And, and, and that's okay. this is was a film that was early in that that mix of showing things like that. I mean, there were some films before time travel, but I thought this was kind of an interesting play on that from that standpoint. That's yeah, funny. I, I never took it as a time travel movie. I took it as an alternate timeline movie. Uh, well, I lump those in the same category. I guess you could do that, but I it's think of time, time travel like the Umbrella Academy season two, where it's like, spoiler alert, they bounce through time. Yeah. Oh my God, Patrick! You yes. find that out the end of the first season. <laughs> <I'm just kidding>. hey. <laughs> Watch it! I'll tell you who killed Laura Palmer. <laughs> so she, she's dead. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, they're bringing her back anyway, so don't worry about it. Um, <laughs> really? Is it? Are they bringing back uh, Twin Peaks? Uh, uh, I don't think so. I think no. No. I mean, I, no. I wouldn't. I don't think so, but I wouldn't be surprised at some time because. Yeah, it's just, because it's 2020. Because it's Lynch. Yeah, why not? You know, and we had an earthquake this morning, right? We did That's have right. an earthquake this morning. Yeah, and just to <laughs> let everyone know, we are safe. All of us are safe. All of us yeah. are safe here. Um, um, I was in the shower and I was like, "Whoa!" Kind of, kind of felt like this crazy little vibration, you know. And and I just said, <laughs> "Obviously, I didn't drink enough water last night or something," because <laughs> I was like, I kind of got my legs kind of moved a little bit and. Uh, and then I didn't. All and then I didn't realize. <laughs> yeah, are we sure we're I'm still talking com- about the earthquake? Here? Yeah. I'm really not comfortable <laughs> with this conversation anymore. <laughs> <laughs> and then I touched myself, and uh, you know, but no, seriously. I, I mean, it was very. Diarrhea. It was very. This was going to be a jizz-free podcast. <laughs> it was until you brought that up. You know, and, it still uh, is for me. <laughs> but uh, I didn't know it. I didn't know it, and I get out of the shower, and then um, I, I checked. I had a tennis match and I ch- I'm heading to the tennis match and I check it out and I'm like wow this is crazy we just know why I know why I felt kind of off shelter there and still do but oh, uh, that has nothing to do with the earthquake <laughs> so back to the I can tell my story but it's not nearly as much nudity yeah. involved in it so. <laughs> thank you then just save it <laughs> yeah. I'll save it I'll save Let's it for save the it. after the after hours talk <laughs> that's right <laughs> so Donnie Darko Donnie Darko's quirky and I it's not one of my favorite movies. Like, I'm just going to jump in here and start talking. Do it. Uh, it's not on my top ten favorites. Like uh, like Laura has it in her top five there. But I really do like this movie a lot. And I'm going to be honest, I probably don't fully understand the movie. Uh, but I'm okay with that, too. Because yeah. it's just quirky enough. And in my mind, it makes sense. But I'm afraid today you're going to be like, what the fuck movie are you talking about? I'm be like, <laughs> Point break, right? Yeah. Johnny Patrick Utah. Swayze was in Johnny it, right? Utah. <laughs> Patrick Swayze is the link. I just, it is yeah. a time travel. It is. Movie. It That's is. what happens to Patrick Swayze. That's what happens to Bodie at the end of Point Break. Mm-hmm. He goes off in that oh, wave and he becomes Jim Cunningham. <laughs> yes. Holy shit. But his hair is still the same. Yep. Throughout. His Always still perfect. The same. Yeah. Let's get uh, somebody who likes conspiracies to retweet this. Dear President. <laughs> Yeah. Uh, <laughs> sorry. Well, I, I went way off track there. But it's a yeah, quirky yeah. movie. I really like it. And uh, I, every time I watch it, I'm picking up more stuff. Yep. I think to it. I say that a lot. Uh, <laughs> but it's good. Now we need to hear from the haters. Squeaker. Yeah. Yeah, Squeaker. What, what, what are you, what's your thoughts on this? Uh, I, you know, I think there's good things in this movie, but I think there, there's a lot going on. 
and I'm not sure that it does anything like really well. I mean, you've got the time travel aspect, which I don't think is fully gone, like delved into enough, which just kind of surface level. And then you've got the family relationship, which is sort of, you've got his, you know, personality disorder stuff going on, which is sort of touching. Like nothing's really fully fleshed out. I agree. I think it's meant to be that way though. I, I listening to, uh, Richard Kelly talk about it, or, or it wasn't even Richard Kelly, it was one of the, I think it was James Duvall talking, one of the commentaries was like, this is a movie where you're just given all this stuff to interpret in your own way and come away with it what you come away with. Uh, I think there's some things that are definite, like you find out that he takes placebos, he's taking placebos through the entire movie, that's his medication. Uh, which, well, he actually you know, stops taking the pills, and, right? At that point. But they're placebo. Where, where'd you find that out, Patrick? Yeah, how'd you find that out? Because I commentary, didn't know that. commentary. Yeah. Oh. They made it sound like everyone. See, but that's not on the, the planet, movie. That's <laughs> everyone on the planet knew this, and I went, I didn't know that until I, I watched this either. commentary. But like at least three different people mentioned it, and I went, oh goddamn! But like. That. Mental health medications are such that if you skip some doses here and then take a dose there, like it's not going to be effective anyway. So right. whether they were placebos or not, they weren't effective. Right. I didn't take mine today. And as y'all can tell, I'm a little off. But uh, <laughs> You are a little off. <laughs> no, so, Somebody give, get him his Ridley. So, uh, <laughs> um, but... I mean, I think the thing with this is, and, and I think this is kind of what Squeaker's kind of trying to say there, is I think the, the story itself missed. There's a lot of, like, dead ends to the to the, the lines of kind of, like, um, you know, just uh, situations that you're trying to put an issue and, and say, and then you don't fully flush those out. It becomes very empty and, like... You know, I think you could do that with any story. You just say, oh, I'm going to make a movie about time travel, and then you don't put any endings. Well, and then you're afterwards, you go, well, it was meant to be that. I, I, I oh, just- I feel like it, it had lots of nice, like, fleshing out. Not, I mean, like, not completely, but, like, I feel like everything that I wanted to be wrapped up in the story was sort of, like, not directly wrapped up, but it was, like, follow this lead and think about it after. And I really appreciated that about it. I might be in a weird place because in my mind, he woke up in the alternate reality at the beginning and everything that happens up until the ending with the gen engine falling on him didn't really happen in, in our reality. Mm-hmm. Right. It's, a, it's in the it's tangent all universe. alternate. So it can be strange. Some stuff doesn't make sense. But yeah. uh, I didn't think it was... I've never found it that I know I said I don't completely understand it and I probably don't, but it it never made me go, God damn it, I don't understand this movie at all. His next movie, Southland Tales, I don't get that one. That oh one yeah, no, I didn't get that, that one good. either. So um but, everything that happens in this movie is not in the timeline, in the true if you want to call it a true timeline. It's all what would it's what if there used to be uh, comic books called What If the Incredible Hulk was a twelve-year-old boy. Well, this should be, one, be of those, awesome. one of those movies it's called What in. If because <laughs> it's got a lot of what ifs. Uh, it does. It's I a mean, lot like of, things uh, like tell me what the meaning was behind the the fat guy in the running suit. I mean, what what was the? He so I had a question the about the fat guy in the. Yeah, I mean, you talk about what? the guy in the red the red jumpsuit. Yeah, what's what's yeah. his what's his purpose in this? He film? works with the FAA. So. 
Oh, is he one of the people that comes to the house? Yeah, he's one of the. Uh, now that's people. very, that's clever. And what I like they're that. doing is they're, I didn't see they're, that. Mm-hmm. they're saying that the FAA went. This is weird. What happened? Because there's no, they don't know where this jet engine came from. They can't figure out the serial so number. So right. let's keep an eye on the family, mm-hmm. and that's why the guy in the that's what the guy in the jumpsuit is, or the running suit. Okay, well that makes more, that makes a lot more sense. <laughs> And maybe if I'd have read all of this instead of, uh, you know, read about it, I might be. Well, I've watched watched the film then. I might be a little bit more. I I don't like films where I have to read something to figure out something. I think it needs to be. Then you would not like the director's cut because it it cuts into pages of uh, Grandma Death's book. Uh huh. Yeah. About time travel. And it's. I think I'm I would like that huge, more, actually. I didn't watch might, the directors because I, I like stories like that. It's only that 15 are, minutes long. Yeah. But, yeah. Uh, it's mostly pages, and there's a, a few little things in there that uh, that you go, oh, okay. But it's I, I think because I saw the theatrical cut. We went through this with Mits, Midsommar, mm-hmm. too. I like <laughs> the theatrical cut of Midsommar better than the director's cut of uh it, and I think I'm the same way with Donnie Darko. But when Laura first said, when she, this was on her list, I went, oh, I want to watch that again. And I own it uh, mm-hmm. on Blu-ray, but it was $2.99 on iTunes, and I would have to not walk six feet to get the <laughs> DVD or the Blu-ray. That's, so I that's went, worth it right there. I went, I'll buy it for $2.99 plus tax. <laughs> and uh, it was the 20, or it's the anniversary uh, edition that has the director's cut, the theatrical cut, the commentary with the director's cut, the commentary with the theatrical cut. And I listened to the one of the commentaries with uh, Richard Kelly and uh, Jake Gyllenhaal. And you do learn a lot of stuff that you got. You went, oh, I kind of missed that, I think. Well, let me ask. I'm going to throw a quote out and then let's bring that back towards this this film. Uh, <laughs> Hitchcock basically said a great story is life with the dull parts taken out. I don't know that the dull parts were taken out of this, and that's the things that kind of bothered me in the beginning. Now, once you tie it all together in the end, I was I was like, okay, I get it. Now it makes sense. You're playing mm-hmm. this double parallel, you know, two lines, and the lines are not matching up almost, uh, um, you know, different um, altered realities. But uh, I, I thought there was just a lot of things that were – and maybe uh, after doing digging into this film and going deeper – you pick up on more things on it. Is there a part of this film that to you stands out as the turning point for the character, for the lead character? When the credits rolled. (laughs) (laughs) um, Damn. It's a hard crowd here tonight. I know. Squeaker don't talk quite my tempo. I think his turning point, I don't know that he has like a light bulb moment. But I think maybe he he knows definitely something is wrong with him there from the moment he wakes up on the golf course. Mm-hmm. Right. I think he feels like something is very, very wrong. Um, but I think well, when, he wakes when up on a he... golf course. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That's I think I think any one of us would go something is wrong. I woke up on a golf course. Yeah. Yes. But like I usually have had a lot anymore. of beers. <laughs> <laughs> and how did that girl leave me? I don't know where. <laughs> that girl hadn't happened yet. Because why would you sleep on the golf course, right? You know, so uh, right. But that yeah. at this point he was not even dating that girl. That's right. Yeah, that girl wasn't even in town yet. That's right. Yeah, 
So, so it's it's uh, literally everything from when he wakes up is a new timeline, or is it an old timeline? Is time linear, or is it cyclical? It's it's not new or old. It's just different. It's so definitely it's, different. Uh, yeah. Celebrated comedy director Judd Apatow and SNL's Pete Davidson's critically acclaimed heartfelt comedy, The King of Staten Island, is now available to own on digital and on Blu-ray and DVD August 25th. Features over two hours of hilarious, never-before-seen bonus content, including alternate endings, deleted scenes, and a gag reel. From Rolling Stone, an emotional and comic knockout about love, loss and laughter on Staten Island. So any of you, did you guys watch the director's cuts and what's your thoughts between the director's cuts and the regular version? I did watch the director's cut cause I bought the, uh, the anniversary edition. So it has the director's cut, the theatrical cut, the theatrical co- cut with a commentary with Jake Gyllenhaal and Richard Kelly. It's got like all these different commentary versions. And, uh, I did watch it and I like the regular cut better me too mm. Mm. Uh, yeah. my preference if, if you really want to dig into the movies watch the theatrical cut with uh, the commentary because it's a lot of fun to hear because you do miss stuff no matter what uh, and a lot of the stuff they even say is open to interpretation or they'll tell you just where they got the idea for certain things which we'll discuss later like those goofy things that come out of their bodies and lead them mm-hmm, mm-hmm. to stuff I love uh, those things I, I do too. Did that come yeah. from the abyss? Tell me it came from the abyss. It actually came from, uh, well, I guess we'll discuss it now. Those came from. <laughs> Sorry. Uh, <laughs> uh, from football. I can't remember who's uh, like John Madden or somebody like that would have the little things when he was doing the replays and stuff and like showing plays and stuff. And the, it would be these little. Yeah, he would put, I can't remember what the outlines, digital. Like the outlines yeah, of it. Yeah. It's like, a, I can't remember what the digital mm-hmm. uh, name for it was, but it's that. But he also does say he was a big fan of the Abyss because mm-hmm. they do look like faceless Abyss. I, that's what I thought when I yeah. watched it. So without yeah, a doubt. Good movie. Good that movie. was another thing that really drew me to this movie. I was like, oh my God, it's just like the Abyss. Yeah. Uh, but uh, the director's cut, I mean, I'd say watch it just if you're a Donnie Darko head. But uh, we yeah, that's this. I got my first um, Film Society membership to watch Donnie Darko, the director's cut, in the theater. Oh, wow. I forgot that it, w- yeah, it ran in theaters. Mm-hmm. That's the only movie I wanted to see that <laughs> that was on the list that year, and I paid 40 bucks just to go Holy see the director's shit. cut in the theater. And that, I came out, and I was like, dang, that, that wasn't as good as the first time. <laughs> right. <laughs> and, well, yeah. it's it's a lot more information. In, I mean, director's yeah. cuts usually seem to mean uh, longer yeah with the stuff that they could they just because of because of time constraints they couldn't put it in mm-hmm. and uh how do you feel about director's cuts uh, squeaker well so i didn't watch this one but it seemed like when i was reading up on the movie afterwards mm-hmm. almost all the things i read about it was like well if you watch the director's cut then you'll figure this out and i just think it's a little i don't know it's, it's almost unfair to the original movie to have to watch another version to understand like I, I think that kind of means that the original movie didn't wasn't good it wasn't enough. as strong as. But the funny thing is, watching the director's cut, I don't think it adds to. I think it beats you over the head with some stuff, and it yeah. takes it takes a lot of the imagination and enjoyment of the movie out of your hands. 
And you start going, totally. like, oh, yes. well. Uh, in all honesty, the only director's cut I think I've ever liked, really liked, was, uh, well, not really liked because I don't like the movie, but was the Alexander director's cut that Stone Oliver Stone mm -hmm. put out because mm -hmm. it was shorter. It was shorter <laughs> than the theatrical cut. And I went, holy shit, you never see that. <laughs> yeah, usually it'll be a little bit longer because um, mm -hmm. they'll stay with things a little bit longer to try to you know tell the story a little bit. I, I, I what I a lot of times some directors cuts are not, and and here's the thing you have, especially when it's a studio type film, is you'll have uh, a version that is kind of almost put together by the studio in a sense when they're saying we've got to add this shot or we need to add this mm -hmm. or we need to hear this and we, right. I, why is that not in and then so then that's why it gets you know played in the theater and then your director's cut usually is how the director originally envisioned the story um, you know and, and and that's his his version of, of telling the story so I, I think a lot of times that can be good or bad because sometimes it might be that they they are just so taught caught to the story that they put in things that maybe don't push the story forward or it maybe it just lags in spots. But yeah. I, I, I've seen some really good director's cuts. Um, like what? Because I'm sure there's good yeah. director's cuts and yeah. I can't think of any right now. Um, what did I just see just recently? Um, oh, the uh, the Shining kind of next version. Oh, Dr. Uh, Sleep. Dr. Sleep. I enjoyed that much more so. I thought the gaps in it didn't have the breaks and it was smoother all the way through. A lot of times that's the one thing that I'll notice about a director's cut is that the transitions between shots will be more seamless. So they might have, when they were rehearsing and doing the shots, they might have planned it so they did a, you know, a, a swipe or something like that. Whereas if you're doing another version and you're trying to fit it into a time slot so that it fits into, we can show more more showings of this film in a theater because that makes a lot more money if you mm -hmm. get one more right. you know right. per day showing that's a huge amount when it comes down to you know your your 30 days or whatever it is in the theater so sometimes that can transition to things but something interesting about this though is the sun and I don't know if it's true but I read that the Sundance version of this was and their stories on the commentary about going to Sundance are amazing uh it's two hours and 45 minutes. Wow. And they were oh, wow. really uh, built up before uh, Sundance. Like this was the movie, one of the top movies to watch at Sundance and it belly flopped. Yeah. Horribly. But, like Weinstein showed up, sorry to mm -hmm. invoke his name, but Weinstein <laughs> showed up with a Donnie Darko hat and people were just like, what the fuck is going on? And then the movie just tanked. People yeah. didn't get it. They didn't like what they said. And the director's cuts, I think barely two two hours and fifteen minutes, which is a good that's a good enough length for a movie. But two hours mm -hmm. and forty five minutes, I have no idea what the hell they was going on in that version. And I'd actually like to see it once. Yeah, me too. Well, yeah, you know this film um, didn't do very well in the in the box office. I mean, no, it and did it was not. and partly because of timing, but I also Oof. think. Yeah. Partly because the story oh, is a very yeah. niche type story, um, and and I think there was a lot of loose ends with the whole you know meaning. So people that went to see it and they didn't understand it, then that becomes an issue. Now and it now has a wanted. cult following yes. now, which is you know really cool because 
and I can see why it has that. It has that. It has a lot of things that you that have evolved into modern cinema. You know, the time travel, um, the mask. You know, we see the mask in a lot of stuff now. You know, and Stephen King. A lot of Stephen King's things uh, shows up. Uh, a lot of you know other other productions where we you know in us you know was but a the funny thing, thing is i don't think that's the stuff that uh resonated with people i think it was that disconnected teen uh yeah. feeling that i know i went through right yeah. and could relate to and i was like i am donnie darko yeah, yeah. Uh, the stuff i feel with like the mask, i'm in the wrong yes, time i'm in something's the wrong just space not right. yeah. what i do is i not, don't nobody, fit in Nobody agrees with what I'm doing, yeah, and yeah. I want to say fuck it all, which is what this movie ends up being about. The studio, because what you're talking about with the mask, the studio, when they saw the rabbit, they went, holy shit. This yeah. is, they wanted it to be a slasher movie. Right. And they wanted to push it that way, and they were like, <laughs> the production team was like, that's not what this movie is. It's not a slasher movie right. without a guy dressed <laughs> as a bunny. I think you just nailed, Patrick, on what how this resonates with different people you know mm -hmm. i think people uh that maybe were not in a certain mold it resonates with their lives and and, and they can relate to it and that's right. what cinema is all about is finding those niche models and 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 telling those stories to them so right. I, I think that's great and then to the people that can't relate to it it has a, a whole nother meaning and that and but that's part of cinema so this the one thing that I thought about watching this this watching this the third time was does this story carry itself without the amazing soundtrack in it? And that's no. the thing. Uh, I think for certain fans it does. For for most people, probably. What about you, like, Laura? For you, I, I think it, like I would enjoy the story without the music, but the music makes it like just that much better. Well, I, I would not like it as much without the music because yeah, the music was also yeah. the music of that time period for me. Some yeah. of it, the Tears for Fears, yes. Until they do the cover, obviously of. Uh, and what okay. a nice cover it Mad is. World. It's Such a brilliant, a... brilliant cover. I have the soundtrack uh, right here. It's wonderful. Wow. wow. <laughs> I need to get that. I need to download that because I do well, love this soundtrack. It's the score. So yeah. you can't. The score is different than the. Yeah, than it does right. have the Mad World on it, but not. I think I have a few versions of that as it yeah. is on my iTunes. Uh, the funny thing is the dance number, Sparkle Motion, and one of the most quoted lines is, me and my friends still say, I, I have to question your commitment to Sparkle Motion. Yeah. Uh, whatever that line was, we still say it to each yeah. other. But the original Sparkle Motion song was not notorious by Duran Duran. It was uh, West End Girls by Pet Shop Boys. Oh, wow. And oh, yeah, they, and they couldn't, couldn't get the music. They couldn't get the music, and, all, they pull, and Duran Duran let them use Notorious. And I'm watching it going like, I can't, they had to re-edit it. But I'm still looking at it going, I can't imagine it ever being, like if they did a version and it was a different song, I'm like, this isn't fucking Donnie Dargo. That's not Sparkle no. Motion. Yeah. I don't know what's going on. It has to be Notorious. It has to. No, no. It, 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 but see, that was, I loved that scene by itself. But when I look at it in relationship to the story, I don't get why, what it happened. I mean, I guess it's a way of getting a split from Donnie Darko from his, you know, friends and so he's out there by himself but that's the only reason i see that working in the story well uh, that's because you need to see s darko which is the follow-up <laughs> movie about that little girl yeah. his little sister 
Yeah. I'm, I'm just kidding. You don't have to see that. <laughs> no, not. you so shouldn't there, see that. And, and I have, and it's not worth seeing, so I would highly recommend. Uh, the scene is, I think it's just the... Uh, it's the vehicle to get them on the plane. It's it's the vehicle for that, but also right. it's the vehicle to show that teacher is... A, did you guys hear that? Yeah. Is that Are thunder, or did something just blow up? I don't know. Okay. Well, I saw power, so we'll keep talking until I don't. Um, <laughs> I think she was a vehicle because she has an obsession with Jim Cunningham, and she's like a, a, a fangirl, a grown-up yes. fangirl. Everything is sparkle motion. Everything's sparkle motion. But then when it comes down to it, she chooses Jim Cunningham to be at his uh, arraignment mm-hmm. over being with sparkle motion, and then uh, cigarette-smoking Donnie Darko mom is the one who ends up going on the, the plane with the kids. And her engine falls off. What the fuck? Well, so it was it was used to get the plot moving for Donnie to make all this stuff happen. The way I read it is that in in this tangent universe, everything that happens is to get Donnie to get that um, plane engine into the past. So like everything is set up for that to happen. Everything mm-hmm. has to happen that way uh-huh. in order for that to work out at the end of the movie, which I guess is really. The beginning of the movie, yeah. Um, Which is just, well, the movie actually never really happens in this universe. (laughs) Right, because it's wiped out. Right, but in that tangent universe, everything has to happen that way to get get basically like the story moving along. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I would agree. So that that. was the purpose of that sparkle motion was to get, like like Laura said, to get the mom and the daughter to L.A. on the plane. On the plane. Mm -hmm. I guess we'll go back to it. To do all that groovy Star stuff. Star search. Yeah. Oh yeah. Um, the question is: those tentacle things are they servants of this uh, alternate timeline? Because they lead people to where they they basically go, and then the person follows. In that, are are what are these things? Well, I yeah. sort of I sort of uh, assumed in my mind that those were their line of path. You know, uh, especially if they're using this comparison to John Madden, you know, in his drawings, it's showing, I hope it was John Madden, <laughs> uh, showing his future, you know, draw, you know, where, <laughs> where the body's going, you know, it's like the pre to where the, the body's going. That's the only thing I could see from that. I didn't so you see think it's it all as, like a play. Like this is preordained. It's yeah, uh, like maybe fate. he's throwing mm-hmm. like the fate aspect of it in there. And that's, this is one way of doing it. I, to be honest with you, when yeah. I watched it the first time, I was kind of like, it's kind of cool. Like, you know, I, uh, when I watch it now, I'm like, it's it doesn't it just takes me out of the story. I would rather have see, not and it doesn't do that it. to me at yeah. all. Uh, it, not it me makes either. Me go I, like, I think it adds to it, especially when you follow it. Uh, the first one of the first times you see the 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 telestrate telestrator is what they're calling the John Madden. Yes, teleprompter. Uh, <laughs> telestrator. <laughs> I think it's to illustrate, oh, okay. but it's not a yeah. tele. Uh, you know, you guys all Vision, do this stuff. Television, television, yes. <laughs> it, it's out on the television. So, um, but if you follow his uh, his little blooby blob thing in one of the scenes, it takes you to the refrigerator, and right on the refrigerator, on the dry erase board, it says, "Where is Donnie?" Yeah, and, but he's going to get something out of the refrigerator. So. Right, he's going there. So it's yeah. it's. I, but that was, his path. Uh, that was his, his path. That was his tunnel led so to the fridge. As what my tunnel don't? does. Yeah. yeah, no shit. For another beer. <laughs> I didn't mean for you. I meant for me. My, uh-huh. my, all, all tunnels lead to the refrigerator. Hell yes. Pulls out a fatty. <laughs> <laughs> 
He has emotional problems. Oh, I have those too. What kind of emotional problems does your dad have? I met a new friend. Real or imaginary? You're a cop, Tony. Imaginary. I'm going to tell you a little story today about a young man whose life was completely destroyed by these instruments of fear. I haven't seen stuff. Donnie is experiencing what is commonly called a daylight hallucination. I have to obey him. He saved my life. Have you ever seen a portal? Has he ever told you about his friend Frank, the giant bunny rabbit? The what? Every living thing follows along a set path, and... If you could see your path or channel, then you could see into the future, right? I'm not going to be able to continue this conversation. Don't worry. You got away with it. What is going to happen? I only have a few days left before they catch me. So, in between the breaks, we've been having some Shut wonderful <laughs> conversations. But I think one of the one one thing that was really cool that we talked in in our break, uh, and I, I think it's a good thing to bring up. And uh, Squeaker, why don't you uh, throw that that question out to everyone? So it's it's kind of widely regarded that this is a tangent world that only exists so that Donnie can send the plane engine back. So if that's true, then do you even care about? these characters because they're not the real versions of it. I mean they're, they're the versions we know but these aren't the real characters like is no, all characters matter <laughs> <laughs> yes like, but it's only some characters that need our help right now yes. like yeah. Don yes. only the Charita. good characters matter <laughs> he's a superhero is, that what, is that what Donnie even is is that who Donnie is in the real world what? I think the one we see. I, I, honestly uh, I think that this I think there is a little overlap between the two worlds because uh, I do believe that Jim Cunningham, I don't know if you guys do, I think he touches children and pats them on the butt. And, uh, Totes my goats. Yeah. yeah. I'm, that guy's bad. Him, yeah. bad. I'm not afraid. Uh, I think I think those are, I think this alternate universe in a weird way reveals to Donnie before his demise who these people really are. Yeah. And it shows them. And I think that's... Uh, Explained to us in the uh, in the montage at the end where yeah, it happens, when everyone where wakes up dies. from a dream. Yeah, and you see everyone is basically look like they got hit by a truck, and Jim Cunningham's crying because he's a pedophile, and and uh, yeah, and he's feeling and, the guilt uh, for being a the, pedophile. The only one smiling is shut up is true. Oh, yeah, she's Charita. the only one smiling, and I think she might. He told understand. her everything was gonna be okay. Exactly, and uh, so I think that I think it is important. I don't think that the tangent universe is unnecessary. I think it's very revealing, and uh, I don't think it's an alternate version of those characters. I think Donnie is the only one who's probably more ballsy and batshit in the tangent universe because he's not yeah, supposed he's got to be big there. Balls. If that universe is its uh, universe unto itself, he never exists in it from the point where he dies. So he's on this really weird borrowed time type of thing, yeah. which is why I think he's kind of a little bit batshit. And Frank, Frank tells him, you can do whatever you want. Right. And he's right. Like, you can right. do whatever you want because this doesn't really matter. 
Right. Yeah, and this movie kind of doesn't matter in some ways, <laughs> too. So, no. So, I mean, oh, go watch uh, La Haney again. Yeah, so, the hate. Because um, you're filled with it. Um, who's your who's your uh, who's your favorite character in this film? I mean, of all the characters, I think there are some interesting uh, characters in this, and very uh, unforgettable characters. So, who's the your sister. favorite? The sister. The sister. Who's the younger the or older? Sister or the no, older? no, no, uh, Maggie. Yes, Maggie, because they're she's in re- like really three scenes. Yeah. <laughs> but she's so great. Like I'm their for sibling. <laughs> who's, sibling who's Patrick. Oh, go suck a fuck. <laughs> How exactly does one suck a fuck? Tell me. Tell me. Um, I w- I'm going to say Donnie's my favorite, followed by Frank. Yeah. And I almost oh, see yeah. them as, as being two parts of the same character at this point of the, or in most of the movie. But I really enjoyed, I mean, the, the crazy teacher yes. was awesome. Yeah. Uh, uh, Mary McConnell as the mom is amazing. Even uh, uh, the father. Fucking fantastic, fantastic! They were all uh, really good. I loved his, his laughter really after yes. you know coming out of the uh, meetings and sort of like <laughs> the family. The family yeah. uh, uh, dynamic was so good. It's very in believable. My opinion. I, I Just them so. even talk about the Duke. I'm vote. You know, the daughter like I'm voting for Dukakis, and it's like <laughs> obviously to get a rise out of her her father, who's obviously I'm sure a Republican. And, and then she just, writes it on the fridge later. Right. right. <laughs> Uh, I was thinking about how fun yeah. it must have been for Maggie and Jake to like play that brother sister like kind of bickering in that first scene. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Just kind of just playing probably off their real relationship. I'm sure. So I'm natural. Sure about that. So I don't know because both of them had been working professionals at that point, so I don't know yeah. how much of that you know. <laughs> oh, but you can real. dig that up real easy, real fast. I thought <laughs> it was very cathartic. Uh, so, is there? Do you care about Donnie? Is it, yeah, I love Donnie. Yeah, yeah. Squeaker, I, we, we are Donnie. The first time I yeah. watched it, yeah. The more I watch it, no, I, I care about him less. Like, I don't really like any character in the movie. I, I, I don't think I, I, that's kind of how I am on it. I mean, honestly, uh, I I think the acting is great. I don't think there's anything to say. I never saw anything where I was like, ah, it's not good acting. But I don't care about. There's no. I just don't care about the characters. I don't feel compelled. Not even Seth Rogen. Care about Seth Rogen? <laughs> Definitely <laughs> yes, not his. Thank you I thought for his, mentioning his, that. Speaking of bad acting, there uh, it's, it's that was probably feature. it was his first feature, but that was not a very good. Uh, he was portrayal. an acceptable asshole. Yeah, I thought he was yeah. fine as a douche. Yeah, yeah. It, it didn't jump off the table with me. So uh, you well, know no, what, Kent? I doubt your commitment him. to Sparkle Motion. <laughs> I doubt your frankly. commitment. Yeah, <laughs> I was too. more committed to the dance routine than anything, but uh, that's about it. Wow, that's creepy. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, what did you? How did you guys feel about like Drew Barrymore? Did you feel? Uh, I thought I thought her character. Her? I thought her character was. Uh, I don't think this was her best role. Um, no, but she was executive producer. It was yeah. Her yeah she helped this movie succeed. She, she, this film would have never actually never come out had yeah. it not been for her um, jumping in on the. Um, and and I could exactly yeah. And I, and I and I think it's it's a film that I you know it it needs to be out there. These are the kind of films that need to be told and stories. And I think there was a lot of things, but I think there was too many things going on. You're dealing with too Just many like life. Yeah, but there's too Just many. Just like 2020. <laughs> too, it's too much. It's too many different <laughs> stories in one story, and it, when that happens, it becomes confusing 
to a lot of the, the viewers. But I think it's because everything's connected. It's all connected. Yeah. And we're seeing these little bits and pieces that are connected to the same big picture and how it's affected by something like uh, Donnie Darko character. I, I, I like that there was a lot going on. It's um, maybe it yeah. was, maybe it was if it was directed. I just don't think the directing in this it's was his very first good. Feature. And I and uh, I get that. I get it's your first feature and all that. I mean, there's a lot of things that. You know, at the time when it came out, I remember watching it. I thought, oh, it was really cool to see, like, the time-lapse, you know, things and, and the slow motion and things like that were coming out. But, you know, when you watch it now, like, the soup, the, the sped-up feet and all that, it takes you out of the story. It looks very amateur now. Like, yeah, uh, you know. And it's funny. That makes me think watching, more of the time travel yeah. aspect of it. And that makes you that. That's interesting because, yeah, that's how you vision it. Right. Yeah. I say it takes me out of the story. Yeah. It, so. it, uh, I was completely absorbed. I never got yanked out of the story. Yeah, yeah me neither. This, this may be an unfair way to say it, but I, I thought it kind of came across as like a glorified student film. Like, I didn't think it was. <laughs> I didn't think it was that directed that with great. some I, really good I, actors. Yes. Yeah. Exactly. Really, exactly, really exactly, good actors. Yeah. Yes. You know what? I like that this that they made this movie into that German TV show called Dark. Um, well, I, see, I, I think love that dark. Was a, that was a superior choice. Yeah, <laughs> finally finished dark. I mean, this <laughs> is, we could do a bonus episode on dark. Yeah, dark is, oh, please! Dark is I, think, I haven't seen it. I've to. not seen oh, this dark. Patrick, catch up because next episode is not about a movie. It's about dark. Yeah, we'll have to we'll have to jump on the dark one here and and talk about it. But today we'll we're talking about edition. Donnie Darko. Are we so. still talking about Donnie Darko? Yeah, and Noah Wiley was in there. Little yeah. Noah Wiley oh, little Noah Wiley. No, I worked with him on a on a film, and and what a nice guy, man! Just amazing. Always I just love his, when he goes. Always carried his we, little yeah. book around and read read out of his book when he got breaks, and just the oh. nicest. I mean, mm-hmm. like really, really. Uh, he's really the character person. in this yeah. movie. Then. Well, no, he was the science professor, wasn't Yeah, he? but I liked yeah. his part. Like I liked his. I liked character. when he said, "I'm going to have to stop this conversation." I thought that was yeah. great. God, yeah. that was a really powerful moment. Yes. There's a lot of moments in this. What did you guys feel about Catherine Ross being used as the therapist? Do you guys even good. know who Catherine I Ross is? I thought that was really good. That scenes in that was in, very interesting and very, and I thought that was tied back to the story. So, you know, if this is about death or if this is about uh, fear and love, is this about, you know, you've got all these fear. emotions. Fear. There's a, Fear and love. Yeah. Not know. afraid. And then you throw time travel in there. You know. I will say. That, but I mean the actual the choice acting. of Catherine Ross. I thought she Yeah, did. tell us why we should know Catherine Ross. Stepford Wives? Yes. 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 The Graduate? Yes. And she was yes. amazing Oh, in my the God, graduate. yes. 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 Uh, but Stepford Wives, and she had given up acting, and she came out of retirement to do this. Mm. She go back and in she, retirement after this? <laughs> uh, I think so. Yes. I think so. You know what? You can all just suck a fuck. <laughs> How exactly I, does one suck a fuck? Yes. <laughs> I actually thought that Jake Gyllenhaal's hallucination, or not hallucination, um, what's it called? Uh, Masturbation. Uh, oh, when he was under. Hypnosis. Hypnosis. Wow, my mom yes. was blank. Yeah. His hypnosis acting was not very good. Oh, I thought yeah, it was really I thought, good. I thought it was, that didn't bother me. Well, I, I, I didn't have any problem with his acting. Like his I thought he did he a good there. job in Conceptually, it. what he did. And you could see uh, the, the quality of it he was going to be. When he's under hypnosis and when he's dealing with Frank, primarily, he reverts to a more childlike state. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, because he feels like, like they're secure. Right. Yeah. And he felt secure enough to go grabbing for, for the boys. You know. 
It's not a jizz free podcast. Yeah. Go long. Well, luckily, that's she where the it. last unicorn comes in. <laughs> <laughs> Shut up. <laughs> Everyone's going to forget. Mm-hmm. Five, four, three, two, one. That was thunder. Um, so, what do you guys think about the ending? I think Squeaker has a few opinions on the ending. Squeaker? Yeah, I mean, I, I just don't think it's clear, you know. And, and a lot of what I've read about it is that Donnie is this hero that sent the plane engine back back in time basically through the through the wormhole back into the original date but i don't think he went anywhere i think this is the donnie of the tangent world he's not the donnie that we know in the actual world okay and i don't know what you've read but i the way i took it i never took it that he sent the engine back but he accepted the original uh fate that was right. in store for him yeah, and then he it's just the gets same. back into the bed. Yes, and all of a sudden he goes, mm. "Oh my God! All this I didn't, I didn't destroy the water at the school. Put the axe in the statue. Reveal Jim Cunningham as a pedophile. Uh, do this. Burn his house down. Girl. And he just kind of he laughs because actually everyone's life is going to be better, right? If he just accepts his fate, and he's going to save the, the world. He's going to save the world from ending by just letting happen what was initially supposed to happen. So I think it's Here, the same Here's my Donnie. question for you there, yeah. though. Yeah. Where did the plane engine come from, then? I don't know, to be if honest it's the real, you, If that's the real world and that was going to happen, it came from the future because it came from the plane that... Or, I mean, it came from the parallel but universe, this would I guess. Also, but the, this the would future also and the past a, are at the same point right it's it's not, uh when you get into a question of really. uh is time linear or is time uh cyclical uh, and in my opinion that the beginning of the movie and the end of the movie both exist on the same coordinate and it's just this tangent loop that goes around so as far as the uh i don't think donnie controls the jet engine plane the only thing he controls is if he's in that bed or if he's not right but see, well, you don't have to agree. I mean, you say it's the same point. <laughs> yeah. Well, I just don't think it makes sense because you say it's the same point, but we know from the tangent world that it was October 30th that the plane fell out of the that the engine fell, and then right. it was October 2nd that it hit the bed. So it did travel back. Okay. Okay, well, so we just sure traveled we back in time, <laughs> so I think it's a great time to move to... Can I go back in time? <laughs> <laughs> God, I, I love that he, skit. It almost seemed like, if anything sent the engine back, was his understanding of what this tangent universe was. But I don't know how to explain it. Because it, it, all of this now is getting too theoretical for even our minds to grasp until you guys have had a few more beers. Well, I yeah, think totally. that's, what's, <laughs> that's what's interesting about this film is that it has a lot of, you know, your own interpretations to it. So that adds for a lot of, you know, curious questions after the fact. And I think that's why. And that's what they and, wanted. And that's why I yeah. think this is done so well on the aftermarket, I, I consider. Um, you know, it's become like that cult people trying to figure it out, you know. Because you see a lot also people trying to explain it as something supernatural. Right. And I think that's just another explanation when you don't want to get too sciencey. Just go yeah. like, oh, the little blue bee blob things are, you know, spirits and this and that. 
but I think it's I thought I thought it was more science based than that. And I yeah. also think that the tangent universe, since it's kind of laying over the actual universe at the same time, is why we have that montage at the end and why we have uh, the very end of the movie. So I loved it where uh, she's asking the little kid about what happened. He's like, yeah, Donnie Darko got hit by a jet engine. And then she waves at the mother and the mother has this look on her face that she kind of acknowledges her and knows yeah. uh, and knows who she is in this, but doesn't at the same time as she smokes her cigarette. So it's just very, uh, I don't know. I thought it was interesting. Yeah. The only one I cared about was Grandma Death. I mean, that character. <laughs> who is actually a real character yeah. in uh, Richard Kelly's life uh, growing up wherever the hell he grew up. I think he grew up in Virginia, maybe. Yeah. But they had a grandma death in their town that would just keep going to her mailbox. Yeah, I Whoa. thought that was a really cool, cool little yeah. tidbit. So well, I, I do have one other question. Uh -huh. So, And this maybe not doesn't even matter what our opinions are, but it doesn't. Like, what does Donnie being in the bed <laughs> even matter? Like whether he lived or died, how does that affect the story? Like why did he need to die in order for the story to keep going? That was something I questioned. Was like why that had to be, um, but I don't think that's part of this kind of film. You don't have to have a reason for anything, you know. See, and that's what I think it's a high concept, but I just mm -hmm. don't think it was very well done. I don't think it was thought out like Inception, um, you know, or something like that, where it's really thought out. And there's so hey, hey, speaking of Inception, yeah, let's let's get right to it then. Uh, what's our next film? I, I think whoa, there's some See, thunder going that. on here. <laughs> yes, we got a little lightning thunderstorm going on. So it's Donnie Darko. Uh, it's not special. It's effects. an at your house. Yes. <laughs> yes. Oh not, God! It's not an earthquake. So, uh, yeah. um, so our next Inception. film is going to be Inception. So, My guys, make sure movie you, of all time. That's right. It's going to be great. Well, let's talk about films, though. Uh, I think we've uh, done a good job at talking about. Donnie Darko, and if you guys have any questions, make sure to email us or uh, hit on Facebook and ask questions, and let's see if we can get some of these authorities. Or tell us that talk we completely about. didn't understand the movie. Just go. <laughs> yeah, yeah, totally. Yeah, no totally. We're, we're still trying like, to yeah. figure it out. I mean, Richard Kelly, right, Jake Gyllenhaal, feel free. <laughs> yes. To, yeah. uh, Let us know. At go, us. That's right. <laughs> what the fuck are you talking about? That's not the movie I made. So what, you guys <laughs> are so stupid. Yeah. So uh, <laughs> what? What interesting films have you guys been watching this week? Anything, Laura? Crickets. Uh, I've been watching a lot of Three Stooges and like <laughs> old old Bella Lugosi movies. Nice. Yes. Like uh, you know, just comforting things because my cat Ooh. died this week, and uh, like I just want things that I don't I don't have to pay attention to. And I will say that watching Three Stooges is kind of the best medicine for when you're sad. Because, like, you can't not laugh at somebody being slapped in the head a whole bunch. Yes. It's good. I could not laugh. Yes. <laughs> I was an Abbott and Costello person, to be honest. Oh, I like them, too. Three Stooges. Uh, I like them, especially too. Especially when Abbott and Costello had the weird-ass movies where, like, they meet Frankenstein. Oh, those were the best. Oh, yeah. That's or the Or when they uh, did the one where they went back into that. I almost bought that one this week. So. <laughs> I, I own that one. I have it. Uh, I think I have it on. Do I have a Blu-ray? I don't know. I have it somehow. <laughs> uh, either a Blu-ray or on iTunes, but I think Blu-ray. That one and the one where they go back to the Revolutionary War. Yes. Uh, is I fucking love that one. It's so good. Do you like the I Marx Brothers? I want to see Brothers? that now. <laughs> oh, yes. Uh, which one? The Marx, the Marx Brothers. Brothers. I love the Marx Brothers. Yeah. Yes. 
I saw Night at the Opera on the big screen in New York. <laughs> oh, that's great. Uh, oh, that's not awesome. when it opened, obviously, before you say something. Squeaker. <laughs> well, I think all of those are uh, good slapstick kind of comedy things, good. you know? Yeah. So. I've been watching Umbrella Academy season two. I watched that twice now. Oh, cool. Nice. It's so good. And uh, Squeaker, you'd like it. It's got a lot of time travel in it. Nice. Yeah. Yay. I know you dig time travel. <laughs> we're in a lot of time uh, travel now. It's like we're called in time uh, travel. I was telling Kent about uh I, no shit. I was on uh, Amazon Prime and they had uh, The Devil's Reign. Yes. Which is, have you with seen Shatner. that one? With William Shatner and Tom Skerritt. And I just Keenan like Lynn saying his name. And uh, Ernest Shatner. Borgnine as the, the bad guy. And I watched that last night. And I'm not going to say it's good, but God, it's fun to watch. It's, it's so, much so fun. fun. So it's I'm going to watch it tonight. Fun. Just Do because it. you said that. Do It's just so silly. And it's just. The story is not like that hard to follow. No. At all. And there was something I was going to watch tonight, some horror movie that I think I found on HBO and I can't remember what it was. But I did watch Richard Jewell. Nice. Uh, nice. Which was, it's good. And has our local, one of our favorite local actors, Rob Trevelier. Has yeah, a, uh, that's right. Role in it. Yeah. Uh, yeah. It's a good movie. To, uh, maybe a one, a one-timer. Yeah. I don't know if I'd be like, I what am buy, I in the uh, mood for? Richard right. Jewell? God, I love that movie. I yeah. can't wait I'm to see it again. Watch, I want to see Richard Jewell again. <laughs> Squeaker, how about what you, What have you been up to watching? Uh, I mean, I feel like I've been watching a lot. I can't really remember what most of it is. Um, <laughs> finally finished Dark. Um, yeah. Sorry. Dark. I, know, I think, well, Lauren, can't you both watch it, right? Mm-hmm. I haven't watched. I watched the first first season okay. of Dark. and I'm, Oh, man, and, I love yeah. it so much. Did you so finish I, it, Laura? I need to yeah, go back and watch I all of it. I binged the hell out of it. And yeah, the, the end is really sad. Really? I was thinking the I, end was I really love the end. I, well, no, yeah. I thought the end was good, but the third season, like, leading up to the end kind of lost me a little bit. Is it done? Yeah, done? There's a, yeah it's done. It's only three seasons, okay. right? They, yeah, they so canceled it, yeah. Yeah. Oh. They could have made it forever. Oh, and this is foreign, right? Is this German? German, yeah. Yeah. So you have to read a lot, huh? Yes. Yeah. If you want to do it the right way. It's like those movies Kent's always trying to get him to watch. That's right. Yeah. And um, Squeaker looks like Jonas. Wow. For those of you who watch um, Dark, uh, Squeaker looks like Jonas, but Dark. I put a hood on the other day, and I was like, that's (laughs) uh, Get your yellow raincoat. (laughs) I have no idea what any of this means. So... (laughs) I, 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 this has been an interesting. I, I'm trying to go back now and watch a lot of things that I've watched before. So um, I went back and watched Paris, Texas. Uh, I don't know if you guys have seen that. Um, years, I've seen it about 30 years ago. Yeah, it's a really, really good film. Uh, it has one shot in it that's by far one of the coolest shots I've ever seen in a film. But I highly, 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 highly recommend it. And stay with it. It's a very slow uh, great build all the way through, and then it just starts to it really. It has one of the best uh, uh, combo scenes I've ever seen of you know a, a man and a woman and just talking and and kind of a straight long cut uh, scene. It's it's probably one of the better scenes I've ever seen. Um, I watched that and I watched Buried because I thought you know. <sighs> Yeah. Oh, I still have your copy of that. Shit. Yeah. Yeah. Thank you. So, <laughs> thank you for reminding me. <laughs> did you watch it? No, not yet. But oh my thank God. you for watch reminding it. me. <laughs> watch it. Highly. Wa- I mean, it is. It is a, probably the best movie I have ever seen in one location. Hmm. And it all takes place in a basically a casket. 
pretty much. So, you know. Oh, that I'm movie scared. skits to me out so yeah. badly. Yeah. I don't think I'm going to watch it again. Don't I, think so. I went to see it with a, a friend, and you guys know, and I'm not going to say his name, but we went to see it and, uh, in the theater when it came out. And um, at 10 minutes in, he, he just jumps. He's I, I have to leave. I can't, I can't do it. Oh, I so I, I, I stayed. <laughs> I stayed and I watched the whole film, and then afterwards I came out and I was like, "What? Well, you know, how was? I mean, what happened? Like, you know, he's like, dude, I had a panic attack. I mm. felt claustrophobic. I've never felt like that in a film, and that's what I liked about it. It made you feel like you were there with him, um, which well, is just very, very good. Ryan Reynolds. Ryan Reynolds oh, is man, always so great. good in it too. Yeah, but Green Lantern. Um, <laughs> and then and we've been watching Hannibal, so uh, that's another one. That's a good um, one. Yeah, v- really enjoyed it. That's good. Yeah, I it. um, I'm, st- I'm still freaked out name? about Buried. Mads Mikkelsen. Uh, yes, yes, he's, he's so great. good in it. He's so good in it. Now I know Mads Mikkelsen from uh, there was a Three Musketeers remake a couple years ago with <laughs> Logan Lerman as D'Artagnan <laughs> and uh, Legolas Orlando Bloom played like. Lord Buckingham and oh my uh, god I've seen that one <laughs> and it's one of my guilty pleasure movies because it's kind of a uh, a steampunk version of the Three mm-hmm. Musketeers because they have flying ships and stuff and it's a lot of fun but Mads Mikkelsen's accent and it was so hard to understand to me I was just like thank God there's subtitles <laughs> oh, and he yeah. was speaking English was the funny part yeah <laughs> I'm all skits now I'm still scared because you mentioned that movie Buried. Yes, it will. It will do it to you. That's it's, like if uh, we ever, if around Halloween time, if we do the movie the uh, the Descent. Oh yes. Oh, I'm, that's a good one. It's a fantastic. It's a, a very good girl power movie too. It but was. Yes. Uh, the fact that they're underground just scared me so badly, and also the fact that they're like pale skin mutant, crazy mutants underneath mm-hmm. there. Yeah, flesh eating creatures that moved really fast. That was also very frightening too. Yeah. <laughs> Not as frightening as 2020. Right. 2020 no, no. is pretty pretty frightening. So. Yeah. And speaking of time travel, people keep saying that the reason why we keep having shit happen is because there's time travelers that come back and they try to fix something. and They're they, fucking up. They fix the one thing. Like they came back and went, all right, we, we're right let's, let's get rid of the murder hornets. And then all of a sudden you get something else like the zombie cicadas or whatever those fucking things are. And then... It's the like they the wild boars stuff. that steal your laptop. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> While you're naked. While you're naked. You While you're naked. Yeah. yeah. I think that's more of a French thing. Yeah. Uh, that, that's a yeah. great yeah. start to a movie right there, isn't it? Uh, oh, my God. <laughs> I don't want to play that guy, though. <laughs> I don't want to be naked. Can't so uh, we've got a we've got a giveaway to give. Um, that's going to be coming To up. give away. Yeah. <laughs> give, to away give away to give away. We've got a giveaway to get away. If you want to give away, get away. Give it away, give it away, give it away, give it away now. now. We don't have to pay for that, do we? Yeah, What are we giving away? The King Squeakers, of Virginia. Staten Island. Oh. <laughs> so that's going to be a film that we're going to be getting. So if you make sure you follow us on Facebook and Twitter, and we'll be giving away some uh, now, what's Staten Instagram. Is that, also. is that the one featuring the guy from... Uh, from Saturday Night Live? Yeah, Pete Davison. Uh, yeah, I know. It's in it. <laughs> yeah. uh, I just wanted us to talk about it a little bit yeah, more because I really yeah. wanted to see this movie, but uh, in the pandemic world, I think to rent it was like 20 bucks. It was. It was It was yeah. up there. So, you know, hey, now, this is a way you can... Down. Yeah, now this is a way... Or you, you could can, win it. Could we win it? Yeah, you yeah. can win it. You can win How it. How do we win, win it? it? Yeah, we'll have I'll some... But like, you got to be in it to win it. In it to win it. So follow we'll us on there. Facebook and Instagram, <laughs> and uh, we'll be giving away some on there. So when's that going to happen? Uh, that will be happening starting probably the day we drop this on uh, 
on yeah probably on the day we drop it'll be the first day we'll start doing the promo so counting on when we cut this but sometime between 8 11 and 8 24 keep the mystery yeah just follow on facebook and twitter and now what if the person instagram what if the person who wins goes i really want the host team of the adult beverage film podcast to have my copy so they can watch it well, they could do- they could donate that to you, and that would be great. Yes. <laughs> maybe the studio, maybe yeah. you have the studio to donate it, and we could talk about it a little bit more. That about. would be yeah, we could go right at it. And the some Staten of the movies you've talked Island. about that you buy that you've bought, I think you can you can buy this one. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. for twenty dollars. Bad ones I've heard. Yeah, <laughs> like what? Not for twenty dollars. Okay. Out of ten of your really bad movies that you bought for two dollars, and yeah. <laughs> what bad movie? Are you talking to me? You talking to me? You talking to me? You talking to me? <laughs> I think it's. I don't buy bad movies. I buy misunderstood movies. Yeah, just like yes. our, just like our host are. So and so on that point. Uh, <laughs> hey, listen, this has been fun. We've had a great time. Uh, we thank you again for listening, and hopefully, you'll be out there following us on social media and Facebook and Facebook? Twitter. Adult Instagram? Beverage Instagram? Film Podcast, all those places. Instagram, yeah. On Instagram. On Instagram? That's right, yeah. on Instagram. Um, Rate, review, subscribe. That's Are right. And please make sure you TikTok? get out there and, and My, MySpace, you know, I think. And tell your friends MySpace? about us, you know, uh, <laughs> and get them to listen. And matter of fact, you know, maybe have a, have a, it's a great time to listen to this and with a bunch of friends and sit down and, and, and check it out that way. So yeah. listen to all of them. Because yeah. they're all really great. Yeah, we've we, we've covered a lot of really interesting films, and and not only do we talk about the films, but we talk about other films that you should watch that I think is sometimes uh, really special. So, anyway, we want to thank everybody special. for being here, and thank you guys, host, uh, for doing it. Um, and we will see you next time. Thanks. Bye. Love ya. Thank you for listening to Adult Beverage Film Podcast. This podcast has been brought to you by our sponsors, Bricks Wood Fired Pizza, where they bring people together. They also have some of the best adult beverages around, so check them out. Be sure to visit adultbeverage.net on the web to find out more interesting facts about films and exciting bonus material. You have just listened to Lar, Patrick, and Kent, and Squeaker. Love our podcast? Head over to your favorite platforms such as Stitcher, Spotify, iTunes to subscribe, rate, review. That's this week's episode of Adult Beverage Film Podcast, and thank you for listening.